Welcome to episode number 24 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and in this episode, we're talking all about me. I'm going to tell you um, a little bit just about my story. I know I've recorded uh, an epic number of podcasts, but I've had some requests lately for just a longer version of my story and how raw food changed my life. So stay tuned and you're going to hear all about yours truly. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. It's been four and a half years since I first went raw, and it's been the most amazing, life-changing experience for two reasons. Number one, just because it completely changed my relationship with food, and number two, it it allowed me to have this relationship with you and to share my passion, my newish new-ish passion for raw food with you in terms of my website at therawtarian.com and all the relationships I've built with so many of you out there. So it's been it's been completely revolutionary for me. But I thought I would just start by telling you a longer version of my story. I was very normal. Well, this is, this is debatable. But I was born in Canada, on the west coast of Canada, so in British Columbia, to a relatively somewhat normal family. And my mom actually was, my parents were divorced, and my mom and her boyfriend, uh, Bill, hi Bill, (laughs) Bill was great, Bill was a cross-country skier, and uh, they were basically vegetarians. And I grew up being raised as a vegetarian and hating my parents, hating my life, hating everything, hating vegetarianism. All I wanted to do was eat pizza subs at Subway. (laughs) And uh, so that was my background. Food was never a big focus in our family. My mom was not, she was essentially a vegetarian, but she just liked to eat very simply. So extremely simply, like food and cooking was not a huge thing in our, in our lives at all. And so I did not eat very well. My mom wasn't forceful. Like I could get certain things at the grocery store that she would buy me that weren't vegetarian and that was fine. And I just, you know, ate a lot of junk food and I was pretty skinny growing up. And then when I probably hit about 15, 16, I definitely started to gain weight. And I remember I was taking singing lessons for a few years and then I stopped and um, then I later ran into my singing teacher and I was probably about 17 and she was a really nice teacher and I hope she never listens to this but she looked at me and she said word for word she said boy you've sure put on a lot of weight haven't you (sighs) that was a very traumatic thing to hear from someone that you really looked up to and I remember being shocked that she said that to me, but I mean, it was true, but nobody likes to hear that and nobody should say that to a teenager. Being a teenager is hard enough. So anyway, I certainly put on quite a bit of weight, like I would say an additional 45 pounds. And 
it would fluctuate a little bit. I remember, you know, a number of years later when I was about 19, I worked at a coffee shop. And for one summer, I decided I would eat one cinnamon bun a day and nothing else. And that was my diet at that point. And I lost some some weight that way. But clearly, it was not a sustainable way to eat, nor was it a healthy way to eat. But food wasn't a huge focus for me at all. But I just ate a lot of junk. And well, I don't even know where I want to go. It's it, I could tell you my whole life story. But essentially, let's just fast forward and say, you know, I went to university and I probably plateaued a bit on my weight. I was never as, you know, I probably lost a bit of weight and kept it off, but it wasn't, I was not at my ideal weight at all. And I, every year would get a little bit bigger, but it wasn't a huge problem or a huge focus. I mean, I didn't like it, but it wasn't something I thought about. I tried not to think about it actually. Anyway, fast forward to a number of years later. So I was living on my own and we had with my husband and we had some our in-laws come and visit us and they were exploring the raw food diet. This was about five years ago. And I, I kind of looked at them and I said, why have I never heard of this before? You just eat fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds and... You know, it was my mother-in-law particularly who was into it. And she was telling us about these amazing things that she made. And then she would make us a few things like green smoothies that looked green and had a lot of lettuce, but did not taste green. And, you know, some truffles made out of nuts without any additional sweetener and dates. And they tasted awesome. And it was sort of, I do remember looking at her and being like, why have I never heard of this? Like, this is there's something here. It was really just speaking to me. Somehow it, even though I wasn't really looking for anything, I thought this, there's something to this. Anyway, so they stayed with us for maybe a week or so. We live quite far away. So they were visiting us and they made us some raw stuff for us. And it really intrigued me. Anyway, so then as a result of that, once they left, I thought, hey, I, she had brought a, a raw, cookbook with us and she uh sorry to our house and she left it here as a gift and I thought okay I'm gonna do this for 30 days and uh I did and it was kind of a brutal 30 days and I can tell you a little bit about it let's see I definitely was doing green smoothies in the morning and lots of fruit and nuts as snacks for lunch I would I not right away in the first first month I didn't get a dehydrator for a number of number of months but that's skipping ahead so first I think I was just doing a lot of salads and I did get a food processor that was the first thing I bought because I already had a blender and it was a crappy little blender but I just used that for the first month and then I bought a food processor because I wanted to make truffles and cake and that kind of thing which I could not do in my blender and so I I remember I ate a lot of salads with a nut pate on on top and probably similar for dinner because I was already actually getting into my repetitive eating which I talked a bit I think about in the last episode which was 
just getting comfortable with a certain recipe and making it a number of times in a row until I got bored with it and then I would try something new. But one of the advantages of doing that was that I got really comfortable with making certain recipes so I didn't find it that difficult the first week or something and I'm wondering like oh my god what am I going to eat because I wasn't following any kind of plan or anything and I just did not know what to eat the first week was the worst for sure because I didn't a I did not realize that to get full and to get enough calories eating fruits vegetables nuts and seeds you need to eat a large volume of food much more than I was used to, simply because if you're eating a salad without a lot of like nuts or anything on it, you have to eat like a huge salad serving bowl of food to get enough calories and food. So that was something that I was struggling with because I didn't realize that I needed to eat a lot. So for lunch, I'd have like a kind of a, you know, a medium sized salad. And then I'd be like two hours later, later, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. But I think at that point, I just wasn't eating enough for my meals. But quickly after the first month, I, I realized what I was doing there. Or towards the end of the month, I realized that I needed to eat more. Because when you're eating really healthy food, especially that's not processed and doesn't have a lot of crazy fillers, like, um, you know, you're not eating just like a big burger, you need to eat a lot of food. And I know I just said that. I think I was going somewhere else, but I lost my train of thought. But the idea here is that there's a lot of things that you need to to do a little bit differently. So that was one of the main lessons for sure. And then, so at that time, during the 30 days, um, it was hard. But it certainly got a lot easier towards the end of the 30 days, for sure. Because I was figuring stuff out and seeing some weight loss and feeling really energized. For the first week, I was not feeling good. I was feeling quite hungry because I wasn't eating enough. And in retrospect, I I should have been eating more. Um, and I was just kind of feeling crappy for the first week. But then, and that's, that's normal. And then after that, I was feeling really, probably about halfway through. So maybe around day 15, I was feeling like, pretty amazing. Still finding it difficult, but feeling, starting to get some of those good benefits. And the whole idea was just to do it for 30 days. And so I do not have children. It was just my husband and I at the time. And he was, we could call him raw curious. He was pretty much vegetarian slash vegan at that time. But we had always just eaten our own food like we would and we still do this we make dinner at the same time and we're both in the kitchen but we tend to make different things just because he doesn't like a lot of the food that I make and I don't I never really we just didn't like the same kind of things so um that was how it was but he was really supportive of what I was doing he he liked the idea and he would certainly try stuff and if I made him stuff he would eat it but just the way our relationship is, it wasn't, I'm not the type of wife that's like, honey, I made you dinner. I'm more like, honey, <laughs> silence. <laughs> I don't even say honey, <laughs> but we love each other. We get along great, but it's just not, we don't have those sort of traditional 
roles in terms of like homemaking. Anyway, that's tangent. So yeah, we didn't have kids. So it was pretty much just me doing that. And he was supportive. And I was certainly planning only on doing it for about 30 days. And all throughout that month, I would be like telling him like, oh my God, at the end of the 30 days, I can't wait to have pirate cookies and all dressed chips and even like tofu. Because before this, I was essentially a vegetarian. And I was just fantasizing about all of the junky food I'd be eating once this stupid 30-day raw food thing was over. But I was really committed to seeing it through. And I did. And then the, the end of the month was trickling in. And I was like so stoked at how I how well I had done and really proud of myself. And especially, you know, in that last week, feeling like, oh my gosh, my clothes fit better I look better. I feel great. I'm eating healthy stuff. And hey, some of this healthy stuff actually tastes pretty good. And uh, so, yeah, so then came day 31, which was the morning. You know, I woke up, snapped awake, and I was like, oh my God, today's the day I get to eat like cereal and soy milk and chips and pop and cookies. And like, yes. And I was fully planning on just ending the raw food challenge there. I didn't really have a plan, but the idea was that it was done and I was proud. And then that morning I kind of went down to the kitchen, you know, and thought, okay, breakfast, what do I want to have for breakfast? Ooh, I could have anything. I could make pancakes. And then I thought, I like looked inside my inner heart (laughs) and I was like, heart, what would you like to have for breakfast? And my heart was like, Laura Jane, I think we need to have a green smoothie for breakfast. And I was like, heart, that's so boring. What's wrong with you? No, let's have pancakes or waffles or let's go to like, I don't know if you have this where you are, but D-Dutch Pannekoek House and get like a huge pancake. But no, I had a green smoothie for breakfast. And then the day progressed and I was like, lunch, heart, it's lunchtime what would you like to have for lunch? We could have grilled cheese sandwiches dipped in ketchup or like, I don't know, a big vat of mayo. And my heart was like, Laura Jane, let's have a nut pate and salad. And I was like, heart, what are you doing to me? So yeah, so that was four and a half years ago. And my heart has continued to be on the path of raw food, which was shocking to me. It was not my intention. But certainly I did not enjoy I mean, there's some things I enjoyed, but the first 30 days were brutal. And it was brutal for a lot of reasons because I did not have the skills. I didn't know how to make almond milk in my blender, truffles, brownies, raw cheesecake, raw apple pie, you know, dehydrated chips. I didn't have the right equipment. I didn't know what I was doing. Everything seemed to take a long time. It was hard, but by 30 days into it, I was in the groove. So, I mean, 30 days is a long time and it's not going to be like this for everybody. And I'm sort of an all or nothing personality. So for me, I just got really into it. But actually when I'm coaching and training people now and telling them how to get into it, one of my absolute first things that I say is stop right now. Have you ever made any of these recipes that we're discussing? And frequently they'll write back, no. I'll say, Kate, let's pause. Do you own a blender? 
they say yes, then I say, okay, let's just stop right here and let's say, can you go away and make one recipe? And then just come back and report back to me. So frequently I'll get them to do a green smoothie if they have a blender or brownies if they have a food processor. And this is because the way we learn, there's a lot of different ways to learn, but one of the best ways to learn and to take away that fear and the unknown is to make a recipe. So if you're listening to this and you've never made a recipe, may I sit a raw food recipe, may I suggest that you start with the green smoothie or my brownie recipe. You can get those both for free at therawtarian.com and make one or both of those and just focus. That's your focus. And then you can come back and learn more. But I, I find that it's So for me, if I skip backwards, like my in-laws made me a bunch of raw food things and then suddenly I was just like doing it full time for 30 days. And for me, that worked really well, but I would never coach someone to suddenly go from cold turkey to doing it 30 days in a row unless you have a ton of time, like you're completely unemployed and you can really focus and dig in. But you're kind of setting yourself up for failure if you try to do a major challenge like that. Um, although I did it and it worked well for me, uh, but that, but it was difficult. So the first thing that you could do is just get started with making one or two recipes and you can start slow. And in the previous episode as well, episode number 23 of this podcast, I talk a lot about how to try to eat healthy every day. And especially at the end, I really like some of the stuff I was talking about in terms of creating a healthy habit. So what we want to do is set yourself up for success. So we don't want to be like getting you to go from complete junk food diet to like 100% raw vegan overnight because the it's going to be your chance for failure is much higher. But if we can get you to start with a very small commitment like eating one bite of raw vegan food every day that's something that's more likely to happen then you can actually not only meet that goal but you can also exceed that goal which feels amazing because when we there's so much that goes on in our our emotional in our mind and our body and our soul when it comes to eating and making decisions and it can be like this for finances too i mean we all know that we should be eating more fruits and vegetables and even for finances like we should be trying to spend less than we earn these are all very intuitive things but the fact that we're not necessarily doing those things doesn't mean we don't know what we're supposed to do it means we need to start training ourselves to make these better decisions so with food uh it's more complicated than just the knowledge it's like our emotions and our decision making processes that we need to get like the food part telling you what to eat is easy it's getting you to eat those things and make those decisions get the right groceries in your house um there's so much that goes on so i think setting yourself up for success is is really key but so coming back to my story so that was i was telling you about the 30 days and then i was telling you about day 31 which was kind of a weird shocker for me that I didn't eat, you know, anything junky on day 31. And truly that has been 
how it has been for me. I have never, I've never fallen off the wagon in a sense of like, like taking a big like bag of chips and like, like sucking them down my gullet, so to speak. Um, you know, there has been some instances where I've made a concerted decision to be like, okay, I'm at this dinner party and they've gone to an effort of like creating a nice vegan option for me. And yes, the salad dressing maybe isn't raw, but I'm not going to like make a huge kerfuffle about it. At the very beginning, even like say the first year, I was like extremely anal about it in the sense of like, I can't have this. It has like this olive oil is, it's not olive oil, it's canola oil. Like I can't have this sprinkle on my salad. Which for me, I just needed to be that way. I'm an extremist. That was how it worked for me. And as the time has passed, I never do anything crazy like have meat or anything. Or especially with like any junk food or anything. I absolutely don't even have a nibble. And I, it's just for me, it goes back to the last episode. Which I was talking about my streak of healthy eating where I was like... I've been raw for 31 days, 32 days, 33 days, three years. So I, I, it was very important to me to not break that streak for, so almost like the bragging rights for sure. But for me, I knew that I had really worked towards cultivating this, this desire to eat healthy food in terms of like, I don't even remember what a standard veggie burger you know, made out of soy tastes like. To me now, the food, the raw food that I make tastes like an amazing flavor explosion. When I have like broccoli and raw cheese sauce, to me that tastes amazing. And when I, before I started this whole journey, I would never have voluntarily eaten broccoli whatsoever. So for me, I see my taste bud revolution as a major investment and I do not want to reset that or go back to how I was before so for me it's just I just don't eat like a donut I I will smell things and be like oh my god this smells so good and actually the act of smelling things especially things I had eaten in the past is extremely satisfying um, I can think of a specific example where we went to a lovely local artisan kind of restaurant called The Dunes, and they bring you beautiful homemade cheese scones. And I just remember being like, oh my god, I need to eat this cheese scone. And then being like, Cameron, Cameron, that's my husband's name, like, let me smell your scone. And just smelling it, I could completely imagine what it tasted like. I felt like, oh, I just had the scone. Thank you. Like, it's so delicious. The act of smelling it, especially if you can envision what it tastes like, like if you've had it sometime in your life, like smelling a donut, you've probably had a donut in the past, you know what it would taste like. It actually, for me, I feel like, okay, I've had the scone now. And I don't even feel like I want it or anything so certainly for me that was one of the most vivid memories where I was like oh scone 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 with butter on it but generally I don't even have a lot of cravings especially for things like licorice or like jujubes stuff like that to me doesn't even seem like food it's like 
what is that? That would feel really gross in my stomach. So whereas in the past, like I was a complete candy and chip kind of like glutton, but I'm not, I do not desire that. The, the few things that I really do miss, that scone was like a very memorable moment. But generally I don't actually miss like bread or cheese, which I thought I would um, for sure, but I, I actually don't. Yeah, that scone was a major thing. Sometimes at like for an exciting breakfast, there's some things that I would have missed, like um, maybe pancakes. That's just for like a like on your birthday. I don't have a lot of really exciting breakfasts that I would eat that are raw. I did really enjoy seafood, so tuna is something that I do miss, but I don't have any desire to eat red meat or anything. It's just funny how when you step away from these things, the desire actually goes away. And it's been very surprising for me, the cravings. Like, I don't crave many things at all that I can't eat. I know I'm probably, I sound like I'm being quiet, but I'm truly thinking and looking inside myself. Um, yeah. And frequently too, when you see someone eating something, like if Cameron is like eating some vegan chips or something out of a bag, I'll be like, oh, those look so good. Can I smell them? And then sometimes I'll smell them and I'll be like, oh, that doesn't even smell very good. <laughs> like, um, I think sometimes the idea or the memory of something is better than what it actually is. But yes, smelling is important. I would definitely advocate smelling because it kind of takes takes that mystery away and makes you feel like you've actually experienced it. And so in terms of where I'm at today with my eating, um, I'm still doing extremely repetitive eating, almost like in a weird way. But that's just when I find a meal that I really like, I will just make it again and again and again and again and again. Uh, in a row repetitively which looks weird to the outside world but it's actually what I am craving or enjoying and I'm definitely getting a little bit more into wanting to incorporate fewer nuts for sure not even so much for calorie reasons just feeling like some nuts are good but if you eat too many nuts you I'm really in tune with how my body feels which I wasn't in the past but um you know, before I went raw, but I now can kind of feel like, oh, I should, I really need some nuts. I feel like I need some, some sustenance versus, and then other times I'll be like, whoa, I think I've had too many nuts lately. I'm just going to go a little lighter. So for me, it, it fluctuates quite a bit. Um, yes, but yes. So that is a little bit about, what was I calling this? How raw food changed my life. Well, and certainly I didn't even go into the fact that I'm like, the Rotarian now, which was never, I think it's kind of funny how I became the Rotarian because, um, and have a podcast about these sorts of things because I was never into food. I was never into weight loss or I just wasn't into any of this. I just kind of happened by accident. And I think one of the things that is the most exciting to me, the thing that makes me the most passionate, the thing that I want to express to others, although I try not to be with people I know in real life. I don't really talk about this stuff that much because people 
get really defensive sometimes and I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but if they express interest, the thing I'm the most passionate about sharing is that healthy can taste amazing for two reasons. One, because what you've been eating is healthy, like a carrot stick is very boring. There are healthy recipes that taste amazing. Case in point, my raw spaghetti with quote-unquote meatballs, completely raw vegan, tastes amazing. It's awesome. I love it. Like, there are healthy things. My raw apple pie, raw cheesecake, raw brownies, raw chocolate pudding, there are healthy recipes that taste amazing and frequently we're just not exposed that these recipes exist. So when people look at me and they know I'm a raw vegan, they assume that I eat an iceberg lettuce with, you know, salad, that that's what I eat. And sure, I have eaten some iceberg lettuce, but that's not what it's about. That's boring. And then the second reason, I said there was two reasons about why healthy tastes amazing. Oh yeah, also that once you can step away from the addiction of let's just call it a big grouping of junk food, let's say. Once you're removed from that and you've stopped eating that and you're going to crave it, for, let's say, for the first, th- first 30 days. But once you've kind of broken that connection, it's probably, you know, similar to like quitting smoking. I don't, I don't really know a lot about that. But, you know, once you're done and you're like, okay, I've weaned off this, this addiction you actually don't crave it anymore. So I was heavily addicted to especially chips and a lot of candies, like nibs, licorice. I would eat way too many of those wine gums, you know, a lot of like candy and chips and heavy cheese kind of pizza instant stuff that I truly have no desire to eat anymore. And I think that's a revolutionary concept in and of itself that it's, it, let's, I don't, I'm not going to say it's an addiction, but you can think of it similar to an addiction. If you're addicted to a drug or something like that, you, there's a wean off period where it's really hard and you're like, you might cry and be like, I just want some, you know, jelly belly, jelly beans, please. Can I have some? But if you can wean yourself off those things, the cravings do go away for the real crap um not to be blunt about it but it it is true so there's that twofold double whammy which is one you will find recipes that are healthy and that taste awesome which is shocking for many people that's number one and then two your cravings for the junk will go away as exemplified by me having no plan to stay eating this way for four and a half years and no real interest in um, any of this. And then obviously it having a huge impact on my life and me um, starting a website and having apps and all the things that I do kind of fell into this just by being exposed to this whole new world. And remember when I was telling my story, I was saying, how have I not heard of this? How have I never had some of these meals that you've just created for me, mother-in-law, that taste so amazing why aren't more people eating this way? And it's actually really nice to see that it's becoming more mainstream 
and more people are into it because it is sort of a weird it's like the curtain has been lifted on on this whole raw food idea and and that's also some of the ingenuity of so many raw food chefs that have come before me and I've piggybacked off some of their ideas and created some some um, really neat raw recipes myself so that's a little bit about me a longer version of my story I hope that answers some of your questions and yes so and I just want to end by saying and I sometimes write this on my website in the comments or in emails back to me like I'm doing this for you and it's really true I find that I gain my momentum and my uh, inspiration and motivation for creating raw food recipes from you so when you email me or send me a note or tell me that you've really enjoyed something or that I've impacted your life I get high off that and for me it's like oh my gosh okay someone is saying that my podcast is inspiring to them I need to record another episode so I really feed off your feedback and I really am doing this for you and I'm so glad to have you here because if you weren't here I don't know who who would I be talking to right now I don't know but I'm so appreciative of you being here with me and um letting me be part of your journey and I'm really just so thankful so thank you very much and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the raw food podcast if you have any suggestions for further podcasts just let me know and I'd love to hear from you thank you so much you have been listening to the raw food podcast with your host the raw Tarian. be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple satisfying raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing while you're there be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you've signed up for that you'll automatically get a pdf copy of 11 of my most favorite most satisfying most delicious recipes including raw vegan alfredo sauce raw brownies and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.